Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll chat with a soil scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada about biochar. And up first in today's country comment, Chuck Penner with the Leftfield Commodity Research will join us to talk about how the sunflower market will be impacted by the war in Ukraine. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Chuck Penner with the Leftfield Commodity Research to talk about how the war in Ukraine will impact the sunflower market. Well, Ukraine is the largest producer of sunflowers in the world. And in the last few years anyway, they've often accounted for about 30% of the total global crop. So this year, they actually had a record crop of I believe it was 17 and a half million tons. And so that is, uh, that's a whole lot of sunflowers. Uh, generally, they don't export sunflowers. Uh, what they do is they, they crush them domestically and then the oil is exported. So, uh, that's, that's their role or the way that they participate, uh, in the global market. So, uh, yeah, they are, it's, it's a very, very large, uh, effect and not only on sunflowers specifically, but but on other allied markets. With the war going on, what will the impact be? Well, uh, the difficulty right now is that the crushed plants in Ukraine have largely shut down, uh, so there is no oil being produced or being exported. So there's the the one effect is a is a short term shortfall in in global sunflower oil production and and uh, supplies. And so one way of looking at it is if that if sunflower uh, sunflowers uh, are forty percent oil, uh, that's a whole lot of tons of oil that's simply not making it to markets. So that spills over and and causes uh, buyers and importers to switch to other oils like palm oil or soy oil or if it was available, uh, more canola oil as well too. So so it tends to lift a whole bunch of the the markets. Uh, so that's the short-term effect. And then the longer-term effect is uh, the concerns that in the coming weeks, uh, uh, Ukrainian farmers will have difficulty getting a crop planted. So, so the next year's crop is also threatened. And supplies of that are, um, uh, uh, could, be, could be very short. So, so it's, um, it's a short, both a short-term and a long-term, longer-term uh, kind of uh, concern that's in the markets right now. And will this have an impact on on Canadian growers? I guess in terms of uh, pricing or contracts. Well, I think it it will to some degree. Uh, to to a large extent, the North American, Canadian, and U.S. sunflower markets are have often been uh, kind of isolated or insulated from what goes on in the global market. Um, partly because uh, not a lot of uh, sunflower oil, let's say, gets exported from the U.S. Canada certainly not, but from the U.S. as well too. Most of it is consumed domestically, so so that uh, in, on one hand it 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 looks like it may not have a, a huge impact. And most of Canadian sunflowers are either confection types or even the black the oil types. Uh, a good chunk of those are used for bird seed. So it's it's a little bit of a different market. Now that said, I think there's room for that to spill over uh, into into these markets. So if Ukraine supplies are down sharply, uh, there could actually be a pull on 
on U.S. supplies and, and so on. And, and truth be told, a lot of the oil sunflower bids in Canada and in the U.S. are linked to soy oil futures. And so if soy oil gets pulled up in this rising tide that we often, that we sometimes talk about, uh, of overall veg oil prices going higher, uh, yeah, there could be a, a positive impact. And, and, and right now sunflower bids have moved up, uh, slightly and I'm not sure it's, it's hard to say whether it's directly related to this Ukrainian situation, but it, uh, it could be. And so that's, that's, uh, what we're seeing right now. I guess for this upcoming growing season, um, any indication on, on what we could see for, for acres here in, in Canada for sunflowers? Well, the people that I'm talking to are suggesting that acres uh, will be up. There's, there's a fair amount of interest already from farmers, uh, and part of it is related. We have prices that are, that are at multi-year highs. Uh, so, so the price aspect is, is one part of it. But the other would be is that of, of almost any crop grown last year, uh, sunflower yields were down the least, uh, so they suffered the the, the least from uh, from drought conditions, and so that's playing in farmers' minds as well too. Even though uh, here in uh, Manitoba uh, there there's no shortage of snow right now, but but that memory still lingers and is is probably positive for getting sunflower acres in the ground. So yeah, we're hearing of good interest. That was Chuck Penner with Leftfield Commodity Research talking to us here today about sunflowers and the war in Ukraine. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Knut. In response to the invasion of Ukraine by Russian forces, the Canadian Food Grains Bank and other leading Canadian aid agencies are launching an appeal to raise funds and rush emergency assistance to people in need. Andy Harrington is Executive Director with the Food Grains Bank. We're part of an organization called the Humanitarian Coalition. That's some of Canada's leading aid agencies, and we've joined together uh, to launch an appeal, um, which Canadians can come together and donate on at together.ca. There's a a big refugee crisis. Most of them have gone to surrounding countries. So you've got over half a million, for example, uh, in Poland. And and, uh, we have members on the ground and partners on the ground that are actually working already uh, to provide food, uh, water, sanitation facilities for those people that have had to flee their country because of this. So we're very engaged with our partners in the humanitarian coalition in, uh, in that response to um, the needs that those refugees have. To donate, go to together.ca. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo has announced up to $415,000 in support for agriculture in the classroom Canada. Canadian Agriculture Literacy Month is celebrated every May Egg in the Classroom Canada will receive up to $55,000 through the new federal agri-communication program to support activities related to the virtual farm tours. In addition, the organization will also receive nearly $360,000 under the agri-diversity program to expand its Think Egg initiative. Upcoming research by Ducks Unlimited will provide winter wheat growers with answers about the level of nitrogen necessary to increase yield potential and reduce input costs. Here's agrologist Alex Griffiths. Soil fertility guide right now, it's using data that uh, was good. I think it's about 20 years old or was published in 2000. And now we've got a feeling that a lot of these newer winter wheat varieties have improved water use efficiency and nitrogen use efficiency. So as a result, we think that you could probably be getting away with applying a little bit less nitrogen. And we want to have the data to back that up so that farmers can be saving those dollars and using them where it counts. Winter wheat will be grown at eight demo sites using best agronomic practices. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are investing in the research through Ag Action Manitoba. 
And the Manitoba government is introducing legislation that would help expand the provincial table potato and root crop industry. The move is in response to concerns among producers and marketing agency Peak of the Market that red tape has prevented growth of the sector. Provincial regulations and production quotas have been aimed at maintaining stable pricing in the domestic market, though Agriculture Minister Derek Johnson noted many producers have found the quotas too restrictive. He said Bill 12, the Peak of the Market Reorganization Act, would remove red tape for table potato and root crop producers across the province and allow Peak of the Market to make a transition from a regulated agency to an independent operation under the Corporations Act with opportunities to expand by acquiring assets or other entities. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, March 4th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Vosser will chat with the president and CEO of AGT Foods. As Glenda Lee Allen Vossler tells us, AGT Foods has announced plans to move into the value-added oat milling industry. President and CEO Murad Al-Khatib says they'll be expanding their facility at Aberdeen, Saskatchewan. The area is known to supply about 30% of Canada's oat production. Murad, maybe start by talking to us a little bit about that current Aberdeen facility. Well, you know, actually the, the Aberdeen facility was actually the second facility in the entire AGT footprint. So... You know, with expansion over the years, 45 facilities, it's definitely a big part of our history. And it's been a pulse processing plant. So we've been doing a lot of uh, Eston lentils, green lentils, canary seed, you know, and those kinds of products. But of course, the uh, the growers in that region are really strong at growing oats. And, you know, with the global demand for oats, especially in the North American market, really rising, we thought it was time to uh, to definitely take advantage of the growing region and take advantage of the uh, the markets that we've started to create on the food and ingredient side. So how are you looking at incorporating this new oat processing and, and milling line into that? Yeah, there will be actually, uh, you know, some building footprints that have to be altered. Uh, but, you know, we actually have quite a bit of space there. And so, you know, we're going to be able to uh, to add in, you know, all of the oat processing equipment. So the front cleaning side is there already. All the storage is there, the related infrastructure. But, you know, the uh, oat dehulling, you know, and, and uh, all the necessary infrastructure to, to, to uh, produce, you know, very high-quality food-grade uh, oat growths and, uh, and oat products are going to be uh, implemented in that facility. So pretty exciting to kind of combine that with the pulse and food ingredients business that we've developed in North America and in the world. Because when we look at oats and pulses, we have a real complementarity of the amino acids. The digestibility is enhanced when we blend those two products together. So when we look at the bakery and pasta and snacks, you know, uh, businesses in North America and in the world, we see oats and pulses as a winning combination. We're actually hoping uh, to be up and running, uh, receiving oats here this uh, harvest. And uh, before the end of the calendar year, we'll be finished, uh, you know, all the construction and finished products will be going out to the world. So, you know, it's a, it's a project that's been under planning for uh, quite a while. And, you know, even with longer lead times on equipment and things, we've got everything ordered and on the way. And, uh, you know, works have actually already started in terms of getting ready to be ready for this fall. AGT Foods venturing into the value-added oat milling operation for Golden West. 
I'm Glenda Lee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glenda Lee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. WLB Farmgate online Cementel bull sale takes place March 6th. You can view the bull sale catalog videos and register to bid online at farmgatetimedauctions.ca. Bulls can also be viewed on your farm at your convenience. For more information, call Bill at 204-729-7925. Farm Credit Canada presents the Women Entrepreneur Summit in a virtual setting March 8th. Visit the FCC website for details. And Marmac Farms and Guest Bull Sale is scheduled for March 9th at the farm near Brandon. The sale gets underway at 1 p.m. Visit marmacfarms.net for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon. Scattered throughout the Amazon rainforest are localized patches of exceptionally fertile soil referred to as the Amazonian Dark Earths. The soils were created by people of the region more than 2,000 years ago by developing and adding biochar to the soils year after year in the form of charcoal, a byproduct from cooking mixed with broken pottery, animal bones, and manure. As a result, these soils are some of the most fertile on the planet and home to more than 80,000 different plant species. Carbon is one of the key elements to healthy soils and flourishing plant life. Nova Scotia-based agriculture and agri-food Canada soil scientist Dr. Vicky Lovey believes that mimicking that ancient Amazonian practice of adding carbon compounds to soil can have a positive effect on Canadian soil health and productivity and help to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So the biochar, so briefly, it's, um, it's, uh, we can use wood material or vegetable material that we can, that we burn at a specific uh, temperature and uh, we get like a type of, uh, we can call it charcoal. And uh, so this rich material burn uh, rich carbon uh, material we, um, we incorporate in the soil. Uh, so, yeah, we they have different ways to use this type of barter, but one way is to, to use this type of, of material and incorporate in the soil. So, based on the... Uh, with the Amazon the, in, in the past, a long-term, a long-term story, so what they did... Uh, the, uh, the population living in the specific uh, region um, in Amazonia. So some people uh, add different burn material in the soil. Um, and with the time, uh, if we compare the specific location with around, uh, we can see that the incorporation of this burn material improves the soil quality. Um, so, and very rich uh, material for, I will say, for the agriculture compared to the other place around this zone. They, they didn't receive any um, uh, burn material. Uh, so, based on that, uh, we, the, the different scientific were very interesting to see, oh, um, so, to see the, the beneficial effect to incorporate burn materials that we call bar char in the soil. And we try, we mimic not the same amount because um, 
but we try to see, okay, if we incorporate um, the burn uh, biomass, I will say, in the soil here, uh, if we can improve the soil uh, fertility and, uh, and the soil health in, in general. So, and, um, so this is what we are looking for, especially in temperate uh, uh, climate like in Canada. So uh, we, we, we are looking to see if we can improve the, the, the soil quality and, and the soil health by using this type of bar chart. And we can find different materials, um, different types of bar charts. Some of them are, are great for the agriculture. Others are, um, are not very relevant, but they can have another function uh, on other um, like to use for the decontamination of the soil, and also they can use. Uh, I know uh, recently they have some research um, are using the bar chart to feed uh, like a cow to reduce um, the, the 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 greenhouse um, emission, especially a methane CH4. Um, so this is uh, they have different way that we can use the bar chart uh, in agriculture and in also in other ways. That was Dr. Vicky LeVay, soil scientist with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada, talking to us here today about her research into biochar. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Upcoming winter wheat research by Ducks Unlimited will help Manitoba farmers save fertilizer costs. Here's agrologist Alex Griffiths. The big part of this uh, trial is just the timing of uh, fertility applications and the amount of nitrogen fertility that you're wanting to be using. So the big two things that we're uh, looking at are just the rates of nitrogen that you're putting down and then a split application of applying half of it in the fall or doing it all in the springtime. And our hope is that the 50% applied in the fall is going to be key. Winter wheat will be grown at eight demo sites using best agronomic practices. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are investing in the research through Ag Action Manitoba. The invasion of Ukraine by Russia is causing ripple effects across the globe. Andy Harrington is executive director with the Canadian Food Grains Bank. One of the issues that's going to happen is that Ukraine is a massive grain producer. It's one of the largest grain producers in the world. That supplies a lot of grain to Africa. So we're wondering if there's going to be knock-on effects in terms of the price of food and commodity supply around the world, but particularly to those parts of the world that are in real need. The Canadian Food Grains Bank and other leading Canadian aid agencies through the Humanitarian Coalition are launching an appeal to raise funds and rush emergency assistance to people in need. To donate, go to together.ca. And today, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bibo announced over a million dollars in funding for seven businesses under the Innovative Solutions Canada program. Each business will receive up to $150,000 to advance automation and robotic technologies for solving challenges such as work productivity and labor shortages and operational efficiency in the agricultural sector. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on Monday's show, we'll take a look back on Manitoba's sugar beet industry. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.